The podcast you are about to enjoy contains explicit content, including discussions of sex, various forms of abuse and exploitation, and adult language, including slurs. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Adra. I swear we're best friends. Uncensored. Personally, <laughs> I'm okay with that. These topics are hard to swallow. No. <laughs> nope. And right. stay gay. Stay gay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Adra. I'm Brittany. And I'm Kayla. And, and this, this is Personally, Personally I Podcast. Podcast. Where we each get a say, even if dogs fly and cats cry. <laughs> oh, we flipped it around that time. Yeah. That's what I'm like, mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I feel like even if dogs if are flying, they would be the ones crying, though, for real. Because they would be out there like, please, no. <laughs> they they really would be. Get me down. Except I, for chihuahuas. I really think chihuahuas would be oh, about that life. Oh, the tiny ones would be ready. They would be and attacking would us just fuck from shit up. above. I just imagined, one, the bulldog and Harry <laughs> Potter trying to, like, nip at his aunt Marge's Oh, yeah, when she was floating away. And then Nana from Harry Potter. I'm not Harry Potter. Peter Pan. <laughs> That can be a whole other episode, I think. Oh Peter Pan syndrome. Y'all are gonna make That's a me thing. Watch Peter it. Pan syndrome was really fun. Oh no, we can totally talk about that. Y'all yeah. heard of that? Okay. Agreed. So our first episode. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. We're recording in June, so that means Happy Pride. This is coming out in July, but. And it's okay to say gay. Woo! Yay! <laughs> We're here and queer and support all diverse communities. Just putting that out there. This is liberal. <laughs> if you don't like it, sorry about it. Fade into me. <laughs> <laughs> things that is gay i found a cocktail called the rainbow cocktail from martini diva so thank you for that found it online we have a video up already of me making it by the time y'all hear this the cocktail was um perfect on the picture it, it did not turn out perfect like when i was making it any of the times but we did take a bomb ass picture i also want to plug that the cocktail section of our podcast is going to be just kind of like a little intro. We're going to have a cocktail of some sort with each episode. We'll do a whole rundown of what we have, what we're drinking, because we're going to have some hard to swallow topics that we'll get to in a little bit. And um, we need something good to wash it down with. So each week we'll tell you what we're drinking and you can recreate it yourself. Okay, so for our cocktail segment this episode, it is the Rainbow Cocktail from Martini Diva, which consists of white rum, blue curacao, orange juice, and of course grenadine because always. I learned that the blue curacao... (laughs) That was me sipping up my last sip. is gone. It's gone. It's gone. Apparently it, it tasted delicious. like um, a blue 
popsicle. Mine does as well, but it's not gone. Oh, but I also learned that blue curacao is commonly used in the Caribbean, which is great because when we're recording in June, it is also Caribbean American Heritage Month. So, pew, pew, it's gay and Caribbean. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> it's a good mixture um, to highlight all the celebrations. Um, yeah, and I needed it to wash down. This week, I have been doing training for my new job, and it has been tough. My eyes are wide because I second that. Just <laughs> lots of stuff. Mm. We'll divert, divulge, divulge? Divulge? Divulge. Divulge. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. We'll divulge more on that, too. Oh, okay. At some point mm-hmm. in some episode. I'm doing training for my job. It has not been um, easy. It's been really um, interesting, actually. A little discombobulated. So I'm just going to sip this rainbow martini cocktail. Wash that right on down. That's done. All right. And we'll post that recipe, too. When we release this episode, it'll be posted. But for now, welcome. B, what are you washing down this week? I was seconding washing down the week. Because All right. Of, oh, so because my of the week, training, just because yeah. of work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So we're at mm-hmm. my week. Mm-hmm. My week. My weeks are chronologically messy fantasies that are filled with chaos. Primarily or chronically, both. Got well, you. Yeah. <laughs> both. I was gonna answer yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm with you. And my general brand and theme of life is that one really entertaining, sometimes greatly annoying, crippled friend. So it's the shtick, and I'm real good at it. I'm your favorite supporting character. Supporting character? Right. It's your holding show, girl. Well, that's true. Woman? Thing? Thing. <laughs> All right, so, uh... Skirt, skirt! Just my general woes that I create for myself on a daily basis, thanks to the fact that I'm a Pisces. But... <laughs> <laughs> like, Aww. like I cried... Yes, what was it, yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, I cried multiple times oh, no, yesterday. Day before yesterday. All right. You felt Day better. before. I've been crying a lot this week and last week. I've been Which crying a lot lately. So I'm washing that down with this lovely rainbow-flavored blue raspberry thing. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, moving in to the next. We are going into our hard-to-swallow topic, which is going to be kind of the meat of our episode where we talk about generally things every week that are pretty difficult to talk about and pretty much opposing. There's going to be opposing sides with each topic that we discuss in the heart to swallow section of our podcast. So we are starting off with cancel culture. um, And I just want to say that this is the vegetarian meat of our show because literally none of us eat meat. So if you don't like it, (laughs) that's too bad because you have beef and we don't eat it so have a nice day so if you have beef yeah if you have beef with us we won't even consume it so bye (laughs) good luck so cancel culture is going to be a series we're going to be covering for the first several episodes we're going to discuss things like canceled phrases canceled celebrities cancel culture and the toxicity that it creates separating the artist from the art and some canceled companies that we might all know, and if you don't, then you should. So, what is cancel culture? 
the definition from the internet because we trust everything. No, but seriously, uh, my source is Wikipedia. Um, and it says, cancel culture or call out culture is a contemporary phrase used to refer to a form of ostracism in which someone is thrust out of social or professional circles, whether it be online, on social media, or in person. Those subject to this ostracism are said to have been canceled. That's well, kind of where we're starting. Yeah. And I had the Merriam-Webster online definition, mm-hmm. which is, you know, cancel culture, a.k.a. call-out culture, which I thought was crazy because I have literally heard no one call it that. And I was like, what? Um, it says that it's the practice or tendency of engaging in mass canceling as a way of expressing disapproval and exerting social pressure. So it's also a call to action on top of what you see. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. And I think that a call to action is something that can be, we can kind of talk about that too. Um, as far as like when we get into the specifics, because a call to action and exactly like what you're expecting from people and where kind of that kind of comes into the toxicity is like when people are oh, expecting yeah. things from other people as of from their call to action and yeah. when they don't, then like what kind of turmoil does that create? And that's where the toxicity comes from. That's true. So we can talk about that when we get to that one. Our first episode, cancel culture. Let's talk details. Talk. Oh, that Georgia came out. Talking details. Ew. All right. (laughs) And I feel like the first thing that I saw that started to be considered like I don't know the beginning of cancel culture was Me Too movement. Like COVID, I feel like I woke up one day and it was just here. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone was everywhere. Did you know so and so was touching on people? And I was just like, what is happening? I feel like I didn't see the, well, you, y'all know, I'm terrible at keeping up with celebrities. I really just don't, so. Yeah. Well, in general, definitely had an uptick because in 2020, we had COVID and nobody was working. So the first thing that, the only thing that people were doing was scrolling social media. TikTok got a huge, Oof. like, influx in users Did during it. that year. I was one of them. And so the, me, like, just media and videos information just spread like so crazy because there are so many more people using yeah. the internet so. i got you i also think cancel culture became more widely talked about across all age groups more recently as well which is why it's more noticeable just like you said due to things like covid and only having the option to sit and consume social media because i feel like i've known of or experienced examples of like cancel culture early on in I don't know, my life. I can remember from middle school, which granted is only like, what, 10 years? 10 years ago? How old am I? 10 years ago? So, the are like us. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Hi, I'm Dory. Oh, wow. Nice to meet you. So, I can remember examples of rock and roll band, alternative bands, comedians that talk about how they've been canceled due to XYZ, but they'll make it like a part of their brand. Back in 2010? Yeah, I probably could find, like... Oh, no, I believe you. I'm just making sure. Yeah, I think... I mean, I, mean, I could be wrong. Someone will surely prove me right or wrong. Yeah, I don't, don't, know, I don't know. know years for nothing. But I think it's very interesting the way it's such a regular topic now versus it kind of being a pick-and-choose of fandom. Now the general public is more attuned to it. I guess is what I was trying to say in a yeah, very long-winded yeah. way. Yeah, I think that's because everyone because everyone can be a victim of it. Right. Like, right. we're sitting here talking in our podcasting mm-hmm. studio, 
And um, we've said things that, you know, if we published online somewhere, would probably be misconstrued. But we're saying it in the comfort of our home, and we're making sure that it's not going on, like, social media. But, you know, when you put your thoughts, your uncensored thoughts on the Internet, you're surely to get criticism and someone's going to. Even if there's absolutely nothing wrong with what you're thinking and what you said, you know. Somebody's always going to have a problem with it, but... And that's kind of the point of this podcast in general is just to put our thoughts out there and, and say show like people that it's yeah. possible to do without being like no I'm right yeah exactly <laughs> and it gotta be what it and cancel culture is a big part of that it really is because I well there are, there are definitely mm. people who deserve to be canceled oh yeah and companies and oh yeah artists and they really I think they live their life like the yeah. time you've had your era. And if you're not willing to show that you're willing to grow with the way that the next generation is trying to progress, if you don't know or simply refuse to keep up with the times, it's inevitable that call out culture or cancel culture is going to come for you because it's instant gratification and we live on the internet. Mm -hmm. It's a whole different world. So it's definitely interesting. Yeah, and with your different ideas of cancel culture being able to spread those boycotting certain companies Mm -hmm. or people is so much easier to share. Like getting a video from your mom, Mm. like not to buy gas the 4th of July weekend. You know, like when you do that, you got to be okay with people still being like, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we're here and we're queer, of course, but I'm one of like really the only LGBTQIA plus people that I know of that genuinely will not eat Chick-fil-A. Like, I genuinely will not spend my money there. I never have. I never will. But I also have a song on my, you know, Apple Music that's like, eat at Chick-fil-A, and it's a song written by drag queens. So it's like, Mm -hmm. though I'm like, um, no, I'm not spending my money there. I'm not looking at y'all like, you're gay, you can't eat at Chick-fil-A. You know what I mean? I feel like that's when... Shit gets like, um, okay, back up. Like, you know, just because I choose to boycott them, you know, doesn't mean that, like, I'm not going to go with you if you want to go there or bring you some if you want some. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's none of that. It's just I'm not spending my money there. Right. And that's completely, that's where I think a lot of the, like, animosity comes from is when you cancel them for yourself and then you just expect all of the people in your circle to also cancel them. Yeah. And just cut them off just simply because they Mm -hmm. will continue to eat at Chick-fil-A. And that's just, your relationships are built on so much more than that. Right. And, I mean, if there's one, multiple things that you've canceled that the other person will not, then there's, that's a whole other discussion. But you really have to listen and have that discussion about like okay is this the breaking point but right like oftentimes relationship it's not right okay so yeah that's interesting though because i hadn't seen things in 2010 massively i mean i'm not saying it was massively like predominantly on the radio but i feel like i could probably find a band or two that is put on their out like yeah um, it's def it wasn't as prominent as it is now it's definitely a pillar in conversation now mm-hmm. versus back in the day oh, yeah. when like MySpace was what fucking what is with you guys is Georgia I MySpace know. today MySpace <laughs> yeah we all heard it you didn't have to put it on again <laughs> twice twice, twice. <laughs> don't edit that it's staying <laughs> mm. you know when MySpace is was what TikTok is yeah now, now 
I'm sure I can find something. And it's crazy because you can use MySpace as a starting point, just like culturally. To follow it. To see, because I can think of two or three MySpace internet stars that turned into important, prominent people that have been canceled now. Like Jeffree yeah, Star. Jeffree Star, yeah. And we were so proud of Jeffree yeah. Star. Like, I, we were so excited to see just, you know, a gay person be out there like that. You know, it was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then some stuff happened. But so. yeah, I definitely agree as far as an uptick being during 2020 um, yeah. and just kind of, I think one of the biggest things that came from yeah just simply exposure the black rights matter black lives matter oh my god (laughs) jesus christ look because i know y'all are already (laughs) slipping on these words i'm gonna blame it on the fabulous rainbow cocktail it's wonderful it has to be that because y'all are like oh my god (laughs) but i know what you mean i I mean black rights yes (laughs) personally i am okay with that but anyone who's not we're sorry yeah it was an accident. Um, but the Black Lives Matter movement, that started. Ooh, yes. It didn't start, but it, it its exposure blew up like simultaneously. Up, yes. Yeah. And all of that kind of intermixed with cancel culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, from my perspective anyway. So. I agree. It did to me too, yeah. So. But the Me Too movement as well. Yeah. yeah it was, just it was all cute. of that. I think that millennials, by the way, we're all basically millennials, podcast host millennials. I do think that generationally we're now adults like we're now in our 30s and right? 40s and we're in early 20 or late 20s or whatever and so we so are like finally 40s. yeah the oldest yeah, millennial is right. 41 <gasps> really mm-hmm. oh yay cool we'll be 42 this year actually because yeah we are adults now and we are now learning that we can kind of do what we want and say the things that we want and Oof. there are things that we aren't holding back and Not that includes more. calling out <laughs> pervy old men and right empowering other people to call out things that they see that are wrong so and breaking myths because i'm really glad that a lot of those like false stereotypes you know that just did not they were lies like i don't even know where they came from like whoever said men weren't sexually harassed right like whoever said that was not a thing yeah <laughs> it definitely is you know so i like that they're you know we're busting myths really like no that's not true here's what's yeah. really going on and that's okay too for you to stand up and say something and be heard and you know yeah so i love that too really just exposing truths no matter mm-hmm what really what they yeah what no matter what the truths are i like to look for all variations of truths because what's my truth is not going to be your truth right so and it is so hard to explain that to some people yeah and that's kind of i mean cancel like people want to be want to cancel other people but then they also need right. to see and simply hear. because they disagree with something that they said sometimes. yeah yeah i also think it's inevitable almost because we've been raised the generations before us have raised us and then created an environment with things like the internet and Mm -hmm. pop culture and MTV, just the new technologies that inevitably sped up what they didn't experience. And so... And now they hate it. Right. Because they don't... Because they didn't have life as fast as we do. Right. And so they don't get how we got here even though they raised us. And I think that's interesting and that's something that I think on a lot is the disconnect that can happen in properly communicating ideas and opinions Mm -hmm. throughout generations 
on things like cancel culture and perspectives of that and it just being like okay you raised me but how do we so aggressively differ or not differ Mm -hmm. on this one thing yeah i've been struggling yeah with this with my parents because they raised me to be so outspoken and to stand up for myself and not take any mess and stuff like that but now that it's like well here's here's society and here we are it's almost like they've completely reverted and they're like y'all are too sensitive and we can't say nothing and you know what Mm -hmm. is the problem and my mom says a lot of the time well that's not what we meant I hear her say that all the time I'm like well you guys started such and such and so we took that and ran and every time she's like this is not what we meant and I'm like oh well that's not how evolution works it evolves how it evolves and you either adapt or die so pick one (laughs) like that's all we've got we're still just humans we're just organisms so what are you gonna tell your atoms to do girl because this is it now, can we please talk about some people on these lists, y'all? Definitely. My God. I don't know a lot of what we have. I mean, there's a great list here. I know a lot of them, but I also don't know a lot of them and, like, right. what their meaning was. I definitely had to Google. So, I put together, for those out there, I put together a very short list of just celebrities and or famous people or rich people that, you know, have been canceled recently. This list goes on and on and on and on and on. It's insane. And we can go through these lists, but, I mean, we're obviously not the lawyers and the juries, right? like, that are so. trying these people, if they're even being tried. So we'll just say allegedly. Yes. Unless they, we know for sure that they have been. Again, I, I don't know what happened with these people. I don't have a right to, I mean, I have a right to state my opinion because it's part, well, yeah, a third of my that, podcast. But. but I can say I don't have an opinion um, because I don't know the information behind that. And right. that is perfectly okay because you don't have to know everything. You don't have to pretend like you know everything. And you don't have to share your thoughts if you don't have anything to stand on. And a lot of people, I feel like, have an issue with that. So. Very prominent in this day and age to feel like you know everything because we live in an instant gratification world of the internet. I was going to say, because we're all walking around with freaking computers in our hands so we think about everything right here we know it we lose the humility yeah. oh yeah you are so right i am about to go ham on this allison mack thing real quick <laughs> because you guys know how much we love well you and i love true crime do you love true crime i consume true crime true but cults was a whole thing that i just dove head first into and yeah it, yeah next <laughs> Woo! Next film is like a whole thing in itself. I haven't watched the documentary on that, but I Which definitely one? there's I I mean there's a recent one with Netflix where it's like the I can't even remember the guy the main guy's name, but it starts out like from what I understand is he actually hired someone to come in and do a documentary on his self help group, and so a lot of the content yeah, is. That from this guy who was like actually recording him oh, and interviewing yeah, him. Mm-hmm. I've not great. seen it yet, um, but I want to. I they can't remember. I was listening to a podcast about it, so I think it was Armchair Expert or one of their spinoffs. Yeah. Not like they need any plugs, but you know, I love me some Dax Shepard and Monica Padman. <laughs> yeah, so I know everything that just about any documentary you can find on Nexium can tell you up and down because I've watched all of them. I was absolutely obsessed. 
Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, Allison Mack was an actor. Her biggest role was, I think, in Smallville mm-hmm. on the CW, a.k.a. WB, back in the day. If old enough to remember Smallville. So, she's canceled. She's serving time, but I think she's yeah, only she's, got, like, three years or something like long. that. Yeah, but, yeah. but we so, know how the just day system is here. Yeah. We also got David Copperfield, which I do know because <gasps> well, I... tell me! So, he <laughs> allegedly, I, to my knowledge, he was not tried or anything but he there's been multiple accusations of him um just assaulting women um using his you know magical charm (laughs) to um assault women essentially he still has a show in vegas as far as i know i mean he's still still big he's been going for like i don't know 100 years right now so he had to cancel it for a while but cancel (laughs) right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I also, and I feel like we're going through this list and, like, there's so many different, there's so many different names that we hear, but a lot of it does come down to sexual assault and sexual harassment. It really does. Because I think that for so long, people just assumed that they could get away with it. Because whether it was men, women, or anywhere in between, you just assumed that... Especially and especially men feel like there's well there's set more up highlight in that, but that doesn't mean that men can't also be assaulted by any means by right. women. Right. Um, and with that, it's just that a lot of men were like you know embarrassed or thought that nobody would believe them because they are you know a man. Mm-hmm. Air quotes. <laughs> you know, it's like what what does that matter? Yeah. yeah, men are taught from a very young age that yeah, sex is something to be sought after and and prized Mm -hmm. yo this woody allen thing really got me because i you know i didn't grow up you know watching his movies and i was just like what i understand allegations but he married her i understand if you could be like oh well they were just allegations but he married her he married his daughter well, that was the same thing with R. Kelly. He married... Listen, how that ever happened, I have no idea. I wish I was older when that stuff was going on, because I was so young, I had no idea. I was just, you know, I'm just listening to Aaliyah's music. I'm listening to R. Kelly music. I'm listening to, you know, I just, this is how I'm growing up. I have no idea. And then by the time I heard anything serious about it, about him, it was when the videotape came out. Yeah. I just remember me being like, is the video t- like, is that real? And then one of my cousins was like, no, nah, it's not real, it's fake. And then that was it, because I was so young, I was like, oh, okay, whatever, it's not real. Continued listening to him, growing up, had no idea, until the rest of the world found out that this was like 50 times worse. And that's crazy. But again, it's like, you, that's, that's so blatantly obvious there. Mm-hmm. He married Aaliyah. How old was, are you serious? I don't even remember how old she was. And all these people are around? Well, she was underage. What are you talking about? And all these people 15. are around. And no. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you can say it's all allegations, it's all allegations, but on the one hand, these girls are actually disappearing. <laughs> so there's evidence there. Like, where is she? They're really not here. And there's like a lot of them. Well, and it also comes down to when you talk about the youth of it, different culture, just in general, for one different um income different lifestyle and you don't have to be and that's why it stayed where it was for so long because this country doesn't care about people in that category period when going back to nexium from what i've listened to about it there was a a man like an older gentleman who was in it and he brought his daughters into it to 
basically be with the leader of it. Oh, yeah. He sold them into it, and culturally, it was okay for him, and he's still fighting for that person that's in jail because of it. I, I don't mean, even know if it's about culture so much as it being... Well, the culture of the cult, you mean, like, the cult culture. Yeah, and then right. di- but also the culture of manipulation. Which like, is cult culture. That's yeah. all, yeah, that falls under all of that, exactly. Being isolated and immersed in something like that, your brain, the whole chemistry, the whole structure of it changes. So, you know, I'm never surprised to hear that, you know, so-and-so was in this cult for such and such years, you know what I mean, and took their children or had their children in the cult or whatever. Of course they did. This is all I know. This is all I care about. This is all they trust. And I'm not surprised at all. But with Nexium, that's not like those people were raised in, in it. That's what's interesting to me about cults is they because, like, this, like the starting founders, like, the starting members, everybody, when you join a cult, mm-hmm. you're not going to call it a cult for one. Like, we can go into... No, they never do that. Multi-level marketing, that could be considered a cult. But you join a it cult is. to, like... <laughs> and that's what Nexium started as. That's why people went into it. They went in going in to think that they were learning how to better their business. That's mm-hmm. how it started. And then it was like, oh, these classes are great. My self-esteem is higher. I learned a little bit about how organization, that's great. And then they convince you to sign up for the next course, mm-hmm. which is still business. Then they can convince you to sign up for the next set of courses because these two are great. That third one is a little weird, but you're like, oh, okay, whatever. By the time you're in the fourth course, that's it. You're not getting out now. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, but and it's like, holy crap, by the time you get there... You don't realize that you done brought your daughter and your cousin and your son to the second set of meetings. By the fifth set of meetings, when you realize it's a cult, this is jacked up, they're already in. Because they've already been with you since day two. And they think it's great. They're like, this is fabulous. I'm not going anywhere. What are you talking about? And you're like, no, 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 no. I should have never brought you here. This is messed up. They got sashes and colors and some about some brands. We got to go. But they're already brainwashed. It's too late. They got them. And it's like, oh, my God. I feel like cults could be a whole other episode too. It definitely can, and you see how I feel like I lit up a little bit. You I did. Really I was just letting here. you go. I'm just I really like, like flames cults. going over there. In I case like you it. didn't see, Kayla's on fire. Oh my god! Literally, <laughs> it's ooh, it's the psych in me. But yeah, so but the same type of manipulation occurs with the cases of Woody Allen and R. Kelly and Bill Cosby. Oh, like R. Kelly, manipulation. That house was a cult. Yeah. So I mean, it's all but like, yeah, the all same goes into it. CeeLo slash Gnarls Barkley is Bill Cosby. Same thing. Same exact thing. And I, I did not I know about I wasn't sure if y'all knew that. Yeah, he was yeah. doing the same exact thing Bill was doing. Yeah, I didn't know about Stan Lee. That really hurt me because I am a Marvel mistress. That made me really sad that he was canceled. I was like, um, excuse me. That's what I was trying to say earlier in my very long-winded whatever that was. Is that it's almost... Sexual harassment. But I can't be surprised because he's old. It's you know, a general. You grew up in that era. It's a general generational. generational <laughs> the context of your generation, the beliefs of your generation. That's that madman like, shit where they was smoking in the office and just slapping secretaries on the ass. Because it was and a, shit. like what was it? Like that was just fine. Acceptable. You know, go ahead and get those copies for me, toots. I mm. will toot this heel <laughs> <laughs> in your eyeball. Touch me again. <laughs> well, that's how we get people like Trump. Exactly. Like, it's um. um. I want to talk about um, for real because a lot of these shocked the crap out of me. So, first of all, I had no idea Chrissy Teigen was canceled for cyberbullying, apparently. Like a, yeah. Yeah, it was messy. Aggressive. I said, John, are you okay? Like, (laughs) are you okay? Because I, mm, 
We know about J.K. Rowling because that was painful because Harry Potter's life. Yeah, and it sucks actively to this day using her money to work and with. And does not care at all. Mm -mm. Just and ignorance is bliss. All of her <laughs> Harry Potter money to work with United Kingdom politicians to actively work against trans people. That is very sad. Mm -hmm. Very sad. Matt Damon. I did not know about him. I didn't either. Homophobia, apparently. And Taylor and I just finished watching all the Bourne movies, and I had no idea. So, let's just start there. So, I was just looking up Matt Damon, mm -hmm. and um, just this headline from Google says, Matt Damon made headlines when he admitted in an interview with the Sunday Times that he only stopped using the slur faggot a few oh. months ago. But... He, it goes into saying that the 50-year-old confessed that he used the word in front of his daughters. But after one of his kids wrote a very long, beautiful treaty <laughs> on how the word Aww. is dangerous, he said, I retired the F-slur. And, um, and I understood. So I don't know okay, why. So and that's another thing. What I get so frustrated about cancel culture, like people just jump into the fact like, oh, Matt Damon uses the F-word. Right. And, you know, like, that's not it like you read the headlines right. like don't just read go off of, of like story. click on the article read, read yeah. the article right. don't just read the headline. and also look at the resource look at the sources yeah, i see world. see so much crap come from just people yeah that i'm just like why sources. like why are you okay have you ever heard of this news production Source. have you ever heard like have you ever right. even do you even know what this news station is right do you know like have you heard of Xanax Times? No. Like, <laughs> not Xanax Times. Listen, Xanax Times would consist of nothing but eyeball illusions. Yeah. They wouldn't put anything in the actual paper. It would just be illusions. Well, but yeah, it's like I get frustrated as well when people, when someone makes a mistake. Yeah. You know, no matter what it is. It's, for example, Lizzo, you know, you put something in a song or say something that you didn't yeah. know. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, there's a difference between I know this is wrong and I'm still going to use it. And this is the first time I'm hearing that this is bad. Mm -hmm. Also, we have to give people time to form these habits. Like, mm -hmm. you can't expect to tell somebody, oh, we don't use that term anymore one time, and then you think they're never going to use it again. They've been using it for however many years they've been using it. Give people time to get with the times. Yeah, and also, yeah. like, depending on the term, like, educate yourself on the term, why it's not used. Educate yourself on what communities it affects. Right. And... Be content, not content, accept the fact that sometimes you're going to tell people, I don't like this word, and then it's still going to be used by that person. Then make your decision based on the fact of whether they decide to use it around you or not use it around you. Like, if it truly affects you, then say it and explain why. Right. And then just know that there's a chance that they might still use yeah. it. Yeah. And then you have a choice to make from there. You know yeah. what I mean? Is you can still be around that person or you don't have to. But... We kind of veered. We'll talk more about the phrases next time. <laughs> this time, how do y'all feel about Chrissy Teigen, JK, and Matt? I disagree with Matt. I wanted to add to the Matt. He fell into a snowball of canceling. And I think a lot of it has to do with his age. Do you like, see something on there about yes. homophobia? Okay. It says that he was also accused of whitewashing 
and indulging in white savior tropes for appearing in a Chinese film made by a famed Chinese director that was marketed mostly to Chinese audiences. He mansplained to a black filmmaker about how diversity really works in Hollywood on a reboot of the project Greenlight. In the midst of the Me Too movement, he suggested that alleged serial sexual harasser Al Franken shouldn't be forced to resign because they are being handsy with women because it isn't the same thing as raping them so there's it's and then his most recent thing is that he offered up the information about the f slur and about growing from that and that was just his most recent thing but it's but nothing about the rest of that like everything he did before i mean he touched on those things when they happened yeah like that's what he said oh he said that and was canceled and then he gets revived because he's a white man stable in Hollywood and then it goes on to give another example he keeps getting on social media and fucking his shit because he doesn't know how to work social media and this is all from the Washington Post so take that with whatever salt you need to (laughs) with whatever salt you need he said this story that put him in a bad light but he was trying to say that he had grown from it and he was now ashamed of it but the fact that he admitted it at all Mm mhm was a danger to his career. Right. And I think that's because of, personally, I think that's because of things like the environment of cancel culture. When you're in the public eye, as soon as you show that you're human, the audience, they don't want to have you on a pedestal anymore because you're seen as equals because you suck now. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. But I was going to say, and that reminds me of like a paradox that's irritating the crap out of me lately. For example, we grew up in the 90s where celebrities had a very distinct celebrity personality and then a personal personality that we pretty much never saw until shit hit the fan Mm -hmm. and they were all over tabloids. Then we learned about all this crazy stuff that happened in a celebrity's life. But in the 90s, it was very separate. You didn't know what was going on, you know, behind closed doors really unless it was something big like they had a baby or they were getting married or it was something horribly terrible. So then we made this shift into, you know, social media. It was the internet. The right. Internet and now and social media. celebrities are everywhere and people are like, oh yeah, we love, you know, having this access to you. But we still don't want you to be human. Mm-hmm. And it's like, y'all cannot have both, okay? You can't have yeah. these celebrities out here showing you that we're human just like you and you can do it just like we are. Look at us with no makeup, wig out, house dirty, whatever in between touring and this is just how we live and you're like oh my god this is amazing and then they make a mistake because they didn't know any better and you're like oh my god cancel her what i could definitely say that matt damon's comments would be comments that i would i would hear my dad say but that doesn't mean that i'm gonna love my dad less because he doesn't agree or whatever like right love is supposed not to, be to throw my dad under the bus or whatever oh, but he, we, he is definitely old school and we don't we don't agree on a lot of things mm-hmm. but i love him but and that's not gonna change mm-hmm. that's the thing like you're come you're saying we expect celebrities to be on it like all the time right but the truth is is like they're not because they are just humans and they are just, that just who they exist. are i think they could be if we didn't have such a direct vessel like social media like you can't be on all the time if you could have that separation of time oh they tried even in the 90s but that did not work (laughs) because even before phones we were still like in their faces for idols you know 
So if this if, if you want to be in their face, you have to be in their face, and this is their face. And you have to if you don't like it, go over there, accept when, their flaws, right. and but also understand because they are just like you. She yeah. did grow up over here on the street with brothers and sisters, and and had this path to here. There's not like a magic veil you walk through when you hit a certain amount of followers, and now you're like known to yeah, make that you like, like a robot of celebrity right. now. Just because you get publicity training does not eradicate the humanity from you. You're still a person with all the same trauma and messed up crap you had before. You just have to make it hearts now. Right, and now everybody can see it. <laughs> so it's ten times worse. And they want to see it. Like, we want to say, accept, you know, just accept it and either take it one way or the other or leave. Right. Because that's, I don't know if it would put words in your mouth to say instinctual or natural for us to just be like, alright, and then dip mm. or nah. But... Sometimes people just want to be haters. Like, they just want to be yeah. vicious and they want to have something to bitch about. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to expose yourself to the public and to the general world, it's kind of inevitable. Yeah. Which is... You you definitely risk that going into this. We could say we're risking this by putting our opinions out. Because we I are definitely... had a whole, like, spiral downward last week thinking about that. I was like, dude, we're about to put ourselves out here. Like... Here comes the dirty laundry. <laughs> it just, you know, has the possibility of going that way. But when you are big, big, oh my God, yes. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's in your business. You can't do anything. You can't do anything regularly. So going through, we're kind of talking about those, yeah, those four people. Yeah, do agree or disagree? I think I, that it's, it's hard to say that you agree or disagree with any, with anything when it comes to cancel culture. Because I would agree that if you commit a crime that is, like, socially and morally wrong... Mm -hmm. then you should face the repercussions for that legally. Right. The justice system should take its toll and mm -hmm. play the role that needs to play to serve justice. Yeah. When it comes to the people like Chrissy Teigen cyberbullying, and I, I didn't read anything into that specifically, but, yeah. I mean, if she were to come out and say, I was wrong, that was never okay, mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z to try and apologize truly. Right. Yeah, like good on her then, but like it's hard to agree or disagree. The J.K. Rowling thing for me, I, I love Harry Potter. Oh yeah, I separated the crap out of that. She created a story and a world for me mm -hmm. that I that saved my life. Escape, yeah, time. that I have escaped to in multiple times in my life have escaped to. I am forever grateful for yeah. her to her for that. And Same. I I will truly say that I'm grateful for the existence of JK Rowling and the Absolutely. universe she created. My life would, would definitely be massively less enjoyable without that world. Mm -hmm. Without Harry Potter. Like I did not get the tattoo for nothing. Like yeah. seriously. So I'm absolutely with you. That's why we have to give credit where it's due. We're, we're not the type of people to just be like, this negates everything you've ever done. No, super grateful for this form of art that you created that took so many different routes that it's just incredible. This is still living on decades later. That's incredible. And it, it does hurt. It, I think because of that, because she did create a world where we, like, we could escape to and we loved and we still continue to love, that's what hurts more mm -hmm. when she is actively transphobic and actively doing things to hurt the community that we're a part of, that we support and are allies of, like, trans people and part yeah. of the queer community. And that's just something... that That's truly what hurts them 
hurts most about it because of the storyline of Dumbledore and Grindelwald, like, knowing that they right. are, they, like, she created that storyline, right. so she is not homophobic, or she is not, like, anti-homosexual, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, she's saying that in her, like, from what I understand, the, like, the trans, the transphobia is, like, the, I don't know. From what her, I understood, it seems like. like her transphobia grows from her inner misogynist and her inner sexist because it's like a purity of sex type thing yeah like if you're not from what i read from like the tweets that she said the way i interpreted it was kind of like a she was she doesn't know how to accept or process or is unwilling to it seems like a purity of sex thing it is if you don't have a vagina you're not a woman to her and that's it you know she she can't See, she can't separate the gender from the sex part. So she's just not able to wrap her mind around this. But instead of just, I don't know, going and sitting down somewhere, not being able to wrap your mind around it, just be quiet over there in your corner of loneliness. You're shouting it from the rooftops and throwing money at it. Like, be ignorant silently. If you're going to be ignorant, be ignorant. But when you start to make it affect other people, when you allow your ignorance to negatively affect people that you either personally or strangers. Mm-hmm. When you start oozing negativity mm-hmm. and it taints other people, for what? Right. You Why? Like, of down. all the things you could be doing, you're obviously an artist, you're a writer, you create things. It's easy for me to understand or to sympathize with ignorance because ignorance is ignorance. And if you're, if you can be educated, then you can educate but it's hard for me to understand or empathize or accept and not want to butt heads with the people who take their ignorance and then weaponize it i would like to poke the bear so to speak Mm -hmm. and question whether or not or whether jk rowling could be classified as ignorant yes if she is a very educated woman, is very like has created a whole universe, mm-hmm. is involved with politics, I question whether or not the word ignorance can be associated with her simply because she believes just because she's something a different. Yeah. And, okay. uh, well, and she well, like which there's not, has nothing to do with that form of intelligence. You can be very intelligent and still be ignorant. Ignorance has to do, if anything, with social intelligence, which obviously she's lacking. Because people are telling you why this is harmful to your fellow man, and you're still choosing to do it. That makes you ignorant. You know what's going on, but you're choosing to stay here and keep doing this anyway. So we could we could also have someone come to us saying, okay, well, you are queer and you feel this way and give relevant reasons, the same relevant reasons that we would give for how we feel and support our community. They can't give relevant they can't give uh, relevant reasons though. And that's from where our the perspective comes though. In. Like that's the thing is like JK oh, Rowling's. Well, I mean scientifically, if you look at facts about what 
transphobic people say versus the science what of the trans. science of it is their arguments are all false so it's like you guys are saying words but they're not they don't exist so you're really just speaking fantasy so you don't have an argument you just have and, a bunch of opinion well the perspective thing is a fun debate perspective because oh, of course. i i think it's very interesting you're right perspective is perspective and you have your own opinion and that's your right as a human being of consciousness Mm -hmm. you have your own opinion and your perspective and that's cool Mm -hmm. i think where things like acknowledgement of ignorance or weaponizing ignorance or having conversations about transphobia fighting these transphobic laws or even just gun control laws that recently (sighs) is talked about that our Supreme Court denied one of New York's options for gun control. That's a very opinion perspective based conversation right now in our society. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to the health and the well-being of the greater good of our species, which once again is just another perspective, I feel like if the masses can get together and agree on this one perspective, like, all right, maybe we shouldn't be transphobic because we have the statistics to prove that by doing this and saying these things or enforcing these laws, these many people have died either due to the hatred that was fueled by these laws or the... Fuck, I lost my train of thought. No. It's also um, the fact that the science does back it up is what it is. Like you said, the statistics, they're numbers. This is what it is. There have been numbers to show you how prejudice towards a certain group, any certain group, harms the economy in this, that, this, that, this, that way. Not just socially, but also... Consumers. This, yeah, this this life that you want to live so badly, you're making it worse for yourself. It doesn't make any sense. It says that if you accept this, 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 this group of people, economy booms, more workers, this, that, and the third, and everybody makes and spends more money, and that's what you want, right? Y'all want to be rich. You guys want this money, and you want to be able to spend as much as you want, but you, you're, the hate is so strong and the ignorance is so thick that you can't even be reasonable enough to look at the numbers and say, well, listen, even if I hate them, I'll work with them. Even right. that baseline is not there, and that's how you know it's just inner hate. You have nothing to stand on but your own personal hatred, which may or may not be your fault. Yeah, it may or may not be fear-based. It Mm -hmm. may or may not be culture-based, which would then lead back to a societal structure. Right. Everyone's so intricate. So, I I would say, for example, if you want to say, Drew, you want to think something sexist, fine. But once you share that, and then people come back to you, is explaining to you, maybe just don't. Here's why. And you continue on for the sake of yourself over the sake of unifying. It's just very interesting because it's not progressive. It's that sort of survival of the fittest mindset almost without realizing that you're being anti-fit. Right, you're not going to be able to survive the fit anti-fit. <laughs> you're not going to be able to survive because the way that science is telling you you need to do it in order Evolution. to survive, you are going against. You know, you just can't even help it. So it's like, do you do you want to survive or do you just want to be right? And if you way, just want to be right, then deal with why- it. <laughs> 
don't take to action when you're proven wrong. Right. Deal with it. Like Or don't you deal have, with it, but don't take it out on other people. Yeah. That's the problem that I have. Right. It's like, fine, if you want to sit in your ignorance, sit in it. But don't Over there by throw yourself. it at me. <laughs> you know? Stop shoving your beliefs on my life experience. We only have so much life experience as individuals, as a species. And then, of course, there could be the short argument or rebuttal that she's working with like-minded people to make the change that they believe. That's How is that true. different from, you know, it's harmful. that They're hurting, killing, excluding. That's and how it's different. I think numbers make it different, which I think is where it gets tricky. It's not necessarily about what you really think is right or not. Mm-hmm. It's about what the mass is believes right. is right or not for the greater good right, of the health giant people. of the masses. Yeah. That's how we got the society that we have now. It's set up from lifetimes ago. Oh yeah. From evolutions ago, generations ago. Mm-hmm. So as the millennials of this podcast and of this generation, it's our responsibility to take the endless information that we have now and do our best to consume as much of it as we can mm-hmm. and do with it what we will. Yeah. And hope that we are the that mass. we can <laughs> get that we can all educate 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 ourselves enough. Yes. That we can get on a similar page. Agreed. I don't need to be on the same exact page right. as you or you. I don't need us to agree on everything, but I like to know that if I come to you with what could be a controversial opinion or topic, Mm -hmm. I want to know that I'm still safe with you. Right. That you wouldn't then, that our potential difference of opinion doesn't equate to a threat to my life. Right, a threat, exactly, a threat to my life, a threat to our friendship, a threat at all. Right. You know, a safe space means it's safe. I can come here and... Like you said, divulge whatever opinion, we can disagree and move on. But if we can't move on, that's personally I am okay with losing people on the basis of opinion. I'm mm-hmm. not okay with you taking your opinion and weaponizing it against me and causing me harm. Why do you right. have the right to take your feelings and cause and throw me violence? Them over here. Yeah. For what? Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be equals. We're human beings. We're the same species. Right. We're supposed to be equals simply based on the fact that we're the same species. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, being the same species we should at least start off equal. Right. If you can then prove that you're better than me at X, Y, Z, that's fine. Right. But you can be better at A, B, and C over here. Right. You know? But so again, it's like, like don't am I going on a tangent? I feel very I hope tangent-y. So. <laughs> uh, Are like, we all supposed to be doing that? Like, I don't, I just don't. I think we all agree for the most part. I'm okay with losing relationships. I'm okay with losing that because it's like a shedding. It's like an evolution. I don't expect that we all grow in such a way that we stay in the same seasons with each other. If we happen to visit while you're in winter and I'm in fall, then that's cool. But, like, I'm not they going to be like, I'm canceling you from the rest of my life for forever, period, because you decided you hate me for dipping my carrots in mustard and thinking it's great. Going back to our discussion before celebrities having their different lives, we started this conversation talking specifically about people who, celebrities who have been canceled and kind of shifting into, like, our personal people that have been canceled and equaling the toxicity of cancel culture. We're taking someone's public persona, how they're deciding to perceive themselves, Mm -hmm. asking the people that we are close with 
with every day to divulge their opinion on these people that we don't really have a relationship with and putting the beliefs and the the conflict that that could cause between people this other person's opinion Mm -hmm. as a weapon between actual personal relationships if you're taking her specific like homophobic or transphobic rather literature or tweets or whatever she's put out and things that she's supporting and saying like oh you know how do you feel about this and asking somebody how they feel about it anticipating a certain way and then getting a response that you don't like I think that that's where a lot of the toxicity of cancel culture comes from is using these other people like yes that person's opinion that celebrity's opinion is a reflection of their true thoughts and emotions however I do feel like when you start to have these conversations with other people that you are close to personally then you bring a tool bring a weapon because of the way that you're also perceiving it I hope that's coming out the right way you mean like, the fact that we're biased automatically biases the way we tell the story? Yeah. For example, we're talking specifically about J.K. Rowling. Mm-hmm. If my dad cared anything about Harry Potter... Ouch. I know. And I brought I brought to him, you know, the author of Harry Potter is transphobic, and I'm not really sure how I feel about that. He's gonna say, well, what's the big deal, or whatever, and then I'm saying, ugh! Dad, I can't believe you would do this. Like, I can't believe you would side with her. And it creates a wall with that particular person in my life. I brought that weapon to this conversation knowing what my dad would say. And I think that that is something that happens a lot with relationships. And that's why these topics are hard to swallow because you know when you're bringing it to the table, you run the risk of hurting feelings or having confrontation with the people that you're having the conversation with. I like the way you explain that. And it's... It's a struggle that I think about a lot because it's very true. As an individual or as a child, we have these perceptions of, I'll say I, I have had these perceptions of the people around me as a child. I like to think that the people around me are nice and supportive. Since they created me and I have the views that I have, I assumed that they came from the people around me because Mm -hmm. the people around me are who made me. So to then take an example like coming to you, wanting to find solidarity with you, running the risk of realizing that you might not feel that way and you might agree with her, for me would be scary to realize that my perception is wrong because just the example of transphobia, to me, that's an example of human rights. The people around me that made me, how can we disagree on something mm-hmm. as fundamental as human rights? That's hard for me to swallow. See, that wasn't even a plug. That's hard for me to fathom. How were we supposed to be as tight as I thought we were? Be that cool. And then realize that something as core as human rights, like we're freaking humans how can we not agree on what a human right is just to be clear i do believe in trans rights oh no, yeah to be clear that <laughs> no, yes, to be clear to believe... the listener i was referring to mm-hmm. the general you yeah this the show is to you. throw and juggle point of views all over the place when i kind of dissect especially when we're talking about celebrities and the, what they're sharing and specifically with we're talking about jk rowling and she's a little bit different than a lot of other people on this list are just exposed for the secrets that they've kept but for people like well i can tell you right now this justin timberlake thing people definitely look at me funny because i'm like i absolutely i don't know separate the artist from the art or whatever but i also completely disagree like with all of this the justin janet thing the justin britney thing all of it justin was a child as well 
people, I feel like, well, Adrian and I talk about this all the time, how people look at celebrities' lives just because they're in the limelight and don't realize that they are children. This is a teenager, and he's being a teenage boy. Last Trust time I checked, teenage boys were jerks. Mm -hmm. So, no, I'm not about to sit here and be like, Justin's the worst. I'm never listening to him again because he says some bad stuff about Britney. Of course he says some bad stuff about Britney. He was a kid. He was probably out here lying on, on his dick, too. Like, what? This is just, this is what they do. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Did he grow up? Did he get his stuff together? And that's what I care about. He was a kid. So, I don't agree with that. Yeah, he said some messed up stuff. He lied and said Britney was this, that, and the third. That's messed up. He was a kid. Oh, well. We all lie when we're kids. I don't care about that. Well, not even just kids. You could, you can't say he was a kid because he was older than 18 when they broke up. Like, they were... And how mature is he supposed but to be? But what I'm saying is even just being younger, mm -hmm. because I'm 30 now, and I can remember my thought process when I was 20, and that is completely scary. <sighs> it's scary to think about... Can we not? <laughs> but also promising to think about the way that I processed things back then and now how I process them. <sighs> so, the and all so of the nice. things, the cringy things that I said or the cringy things that I wore, that mm. I did, I bullied people, mm. and, like, that's not okay. It's but not. I used to use like, gay as a slur. Yeah. I'm bisexual. Like a what?! But I did, you know, because I was a kid. I didn't know. Everybody else was doing it. I thought it was cool. Yeah. That's just what happens. And when I say kid, yeah, you're right. I don't mean like literal age because 18 in this country is literally an adult. You know what I mean? Legally. Yeah. Mentally and emotionally, I don't think, I have not met anyone that said I felt 18 when I turned 18. I have mm -hmm. not met one person. There are probably people, but I haven't met one. Like there was no way. I was still like 16 when I was 18, if that. So yes, he made mistakes. Now, the Janet Jackson debate it's very cut and dry, I've realized. It's either you believe it or you don't. And I do not believe that that was a surprise whatsoever. I believe it was rehearsed. I believe Janet knew exactly what was happening. I believe it was a PR stunt. She wanted to pop her titty out. She's from an eccentric family, and I believe they knew exactly what was going on. Well, and kind of going back to your fact that Justin being a kid or just being younger, she was double his age at the time. There's no way that his move could have pulled one over on her. Thank I have. You. Well, I like, have. You trying had... to tell me that Janet just let this little boy do this? No. Well, and I have had. I've, we've had conversations, and I mm -hmm. at the time, well, because we, we were had like chilling when it went down. Yeah, I remember thinking. I mean, he is kind of wrong for doing that. Why did she get canceled? Because her boobie was out, but she really didn't like she's still an artist like, like there's no not. good luck trying to cancel Janet that's like trying to yeah no right so <laughs> I mean it's just in hindsight after thinking about that particular instance now well when it most recently came back out with the oh, Britney yeah. Spears documentary and how they painted Justin Timberlake in a bad light and also referenced the Janet Jackson thing because of that yeah it's just it is but it is interesting to see even just a few months ago looking mm -hmm. back on my thoughts about that particular topic yeah and now so hell my thoughts about mac damon have changed in two minutes it mm -hmm. took a few more resources for me to be like never mind yeah up. <laughs> and that's the thing is like researching he's out research, yeah, really research, research. that's another interesting part of popular culture to me is that so much of it is both shallow and deep. It is literally only as deep as you want it to be. You, the individual, you, the audience member. Yeah. You can make pop culture matter as much or as little to you mm -hmm. as yeah. whatever. It doesn't have to matter how immersed the air quote world is yeah. in it. And I think that's so interesting. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm, like you, I've had to have we conversations. We need a on here. Yeah, right? <laughs> I have, I've had to have conversations where I have to say, I can't discuss this topic with you because your feelings are so intense and right now I'm focusing on my mental health and the mm-hmm. energy you're bringing to this conversation is too much for my mental health. Right. So, so we I, can't we, we can't, yeah, we can't discuss it. That is this. wonderful boundary setting, Brittany. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I've had to do that with my mom a couple times because she is very, air quotes her up, mom, because I know you're going to listen to this regardless. Passionate, which is really just aggressive, and she wants to be right. So it's really hard as well, and I'm trying to stay calm and, you know, just have, just talk, you know, with you like this. I want it to feel like a lively conversation or a debate not an argument i don't want it to be or like, no, an i'm right no i'm right yeah or a, or that's why I, mm. I struggle with that sensation mm-hmm. of having conversations with family members that i going in don't want to have mm-hmm. but because i have yet to figure out what my boundaries are mm-hmm. and then make them concrete yeah. I have found myself in a lot of conversations that I would have rather not had because it strained our relationship, mm-hmm. if only from my perspective, when I felt like it was ultimately unnecessary because I already knew what you were going to tell me. I didn't need your verbatim script. Right. Like, I didn't need to know just exactly how right I was because mm-hmm. it sucks. And we've talked about communication a lot, too, you and I. Yes. And prefacing a conversation with, hey, so I don't need any advice and I don't want your opinion. I just want you to listen, you know. Um, But even that is awkward to do. It's so awkward. I usually don't have that preface unless I'm texting someone, if I'm honest. Right. Because it's it's less awkward if you don't have to, like, look the person in the face and say it. Typing it is, okay, I'm a little safer here on this side of the phone if they look at it funny. But But I've also had to do that with family, just in communication. I've learned... (laughs) <laughs> I love when we lose that. our frames of mind and where we're going. And that's okay, because we can always circle back around. Mm-hmm. Ellen, yo, why did y'all not tell me about Ellen? What do you mean? Because there's so much fucking shit to say about Ellen. And you what see you who I'm looking at? Because Miss mm-hmm. Thang over here was like, ellen up when Ellen blew up. She was like, yes, oh my God. And I'm like, okay, well, you didn't tell me that she had got canceled. Like for two very times. bad things. So I will be I will be completely honest. Cock talking about um, cock talking. Cock talking. <laughs> That's not what I was intending to say, but you know, was it? Um, <laughs> people being canceled is something. People, companies, <laughs> cancel culture in general is definitely something that I tend to stay away from when it comes to discussing things with people because oh that's it's a general topic that you avoid in general like politics or religion or something like yeah it is well this podcast are you sure you want to no i mean yeah because we're gonna be talking about all of that (laughs) i'm i'm talking about why things are canceled because people people do get so heated Mm -hmm. i tend to stay away from topics specifically about that are going to get people heated because i don't necessarily want i don't want to say something wrong, I don't want to offend someone, because I am unlike Adria in the fact that I don't want to lose relationships over the difference of opinion. Well, I don't want it, to be clear. That's not, no. I'm pretty sure those were the words that you said. Okay, well, Or you you said I'd rather. I... I, well, okay, I think I said I don't mind, which granted isn't much better. what? What was it again? Having to lose relationships over 
Oh yes, please. Well, said over, that you don't um, mind having to do okay, that. Okay, well, not in opposition to that. I do mind. Like I, I do not ever want that to happen because he's like, why, why didn't you tell me about Ellen? So for one, I, I didn't read anything about it because I'm like, oh, you know, like I, at that point, I hadn't watched Ellen in years. I hadn't consumed anything that she had produced or anything like that in Got years. You. So okay. it's not something that I chose to consume and it's not something that I was having open conversations with mm-hmm. because it was just something that I was just like, you know, it's not even something I consume anymore. I actively don't watch the news. I actively don't. Oh yeah, no. I, act, I actively don't look at the news on any social media platform. Truly and honestly. Oh, I got you. You mean like, like any I clip, don't, any hey. I don't, unless I'm specifically looking to hear like what happened to in something. this instance okay. with this person, unless I'm wanting to do more research, I don't actively look at the gotcha. headlines or anything like that. Okay. That That's, makes sense because they will suck in and it's, it's, it's a terrible wormhole to be in. Well, so. and it's debatably unnecessary. Yeah. Which leads back to what I was saying about it being as shallow or as deep as you want it to be. We have family that go into deep spirals on celebrity conspiracies. Not only now because of TikTok, but it... it, it <laughs> Thanks, it, TikTok. Right? Like, so it's interesting because at one point in time, pop culture was very deep to me. Mm-hmm. And as I get older, I'm trying to make it more of a cuddle. So Ellen shocked me. Sharon hurt my feelings. Sharon hurt my heart and soul. My mommy raised me to love Sharon Osbourne. She was like my celebrity auntie that didn't know she was my celebrity auntie. Accent and all. And she's racist. I'm black, Sharon. I'm black as hell. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> so that, that was painful. I was really sad about that. I disagree with the Dave Chappelle. What do you mean? Um, I disagree with labeling him as transphobic. A little ignorant in his verbiage, yes, but not transphobic. I feel like this was a case of people hearing the beginning of something and running with it, and they didn't listen to the entire stand-up, because in the rest of the stand-up, he explains, I know what I'm saying sounds bad, but here's what I'm trying to say, and he tells you where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. And that part lets you know, okay, he's not using the right words. You know, he's using old school language that we have canceled. But his intention is here. And but people didn't wait to hear that shit. They were just like, he's transphobic! I mean... Which leads back to the point of cancel culture, though. Right. It's, it's very clickbait. It is. And we're very impatient because we live in an age of the internet. And if you're not willing to keep up mm-hmm. with verbiage and with your intentions... People aren't going to care. Right. Which, yeah, they're not. People don't care. So, and I understand the frustration with his language. Because even I was like, we don't, Dave, really? It was interesting because he he doesn't double back verbally. From what I saw, he defends himself and then others defend him. And then that's where it got messy. Mm -hmm. Because, like you said, people just wanted to stick with, oh, well, no. You're transphobic. Right. I also think a part of it has to do with racism and stereotypes of the black community being homophobic and being transphobic mm-hmm. culturally. There's a stereotype. Yeah. And so because and of that, that... to them. It is usually correct. But you can't generalize and say that every single black person right. is this way. Yeah. And you have to factor in his age. Or you don't have to. You don't have to do anything. But if you do to be fair about a point of view, right? To give context to what the fuck he's saying, right? 
to take it with a bucket of salt or whatever. Look at the fucking information right. at hand. Look at his sex. People, Look at his like, age. Yeah. It's once again going back to you, you as the audience, you as the individual viewer, what you're willing to research and take or not take. Right. One of my theories about cancel culture, and we can kind of dissect this as we go through the series, is that often the people and personally I see that people who are most offended by a phrase a person a company are offended on behalf the, of on people. behalf of the other community that is I've being noticed attacked. that a lot too personally well, I like that though because it's on the one hand you're an ally but on the other hand, you want to be an informed ally. You don't want to be a harmful one. I you don't want to be a performative the, ally. Right. And you that's don't want to just be out in. here like, I see oh. that the, that that's where the, that's a, part, a lot of the toxicity comes from because I've seen a lot of situations where we'll just say a white person says you can't use that term because it's offensive towards Asian people. Mm-hmm. But then an Asian person will say, actually, you don't really know what the f you're talking about so white person go away like you like i've seen that but because they heard from some source that this thing this term was offensive to the asian culture Mm -hmm. or whatever culture they're deciding to be offended for Mm -hmm. they get so overheated i appreciate the passion i guess and i can respect the passion that is behind it but be informed understand where it's coming from and the truth like don't just listen to or read an article that and another that. white person probably wrote. Like, talk, go talk to somebody that's talk different than you. Talk to the community you. Yeah, like, that you're being offended on behalf of. Right. And if you're listening and you're like, oh my god, there's no way I could talk to them about this, you're not an ally. Mm-hmm. You know, you're yeah. not willing to actually do the work. We need the work done. And this is part of it, is to talk to each other. And have these uncomfortable, hard-to-swallow conversations. And... Go back to figuring out what you're willing to risk, what you're willing to talk about, what you're willing to be uncomfortable about. And that's hard in such a fast-paced society. We don't want... There's a lot that we're trained to not want to risk. Mm -hmm. And remember that, like, it's okay if somebody disagrees with you. It's absolutely going to happen. And also, you want it to happen. And things will change. Just because they disagree now doesn't mean they won't agree later or doesn't mean that you will disagree with your current opinions right Right. your your opinion can change as well and even if it doesn't then it comes down to choices and you just have to make a choice is this disagreement you know big enough to not want to talk to you know or be around this person anymore sometimes it is sometimes it isn't i wouldn't be able to sit here with y'all and have this conversation as like my best friends if either one of you were trump supporters we wouldn't be friends I can't do that. For me, that's too big. That's you saying that you hate my people. You hate me. You hate everything about me. Every, all my identities you hate. That's what you just said to me. So I wouldn't be able to do it because in my mind, that's too big. If you don't like peaches, we're going to be okay. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? If I want to watch this movie and you don't, we're going to be fine. You know, if if we disagree on this topic, if you're like, listen, I'm still going to watch Ellen, you know, or I'm still going to, you know, whatever, that's fine. Just know that, like, I'm not going to watch her with you. You know? Like, that's... I'm okay with that, you know? But it's all about choices after that. Because mm-hmm. everybody's not going to agree with you all the time. Nobody in your life is. And if they are, they're lying. Mm-hmm. We're all different for a reason. In all the ways. But... 
Yeah. I think that, um, yeah, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I went on a tangent. And just to wrap this list up, I disagree with the Alec Baldwin and the Travis Scott cancellations. That Travis Scott cancellation is very interesting to me. (sighs) I do and I don't understand. Like, I get the immediate, like, ah. Yeah. But then, like, it gets messy because he's now being compared to, like, every artist after what happened at his show. Oh. It keeps getting brought up, like so. It's like, like this is your fault. Like, like you did not, this. not. So now they think they can do this, right? Not this is your fault, but like this is the standard. So like Got this you. is the bare minimum you can do. Mm-hmm. See if you can do better than this. Can you do better than this? Oh lord! And then if you're doing better than this, then we're, when we bring you up, we're gonna bring up this. So I'm curious the information that you guys have that allows you to, or not allows you, but that has like convinced you to disagree with the Travis Scott cancellation. Unless there's been... Okay, because y'all know me. So, I did research into this for, like, the week, you know, or the two weeks that it blew up, and nothing after that. So, if there were other developments after, like, the two weeks when this was big, I don't know. Let Mm -hmm. me know. Um, But during the two weeks that that was big, at first I was like, what is happening? People what? People what at a concert? What? Um, And I was freaking out. So, the more digging I did, the more I realized that people were blaming Travis for what other companies are hired to do, number one. Number two, they're like, oh, where the crowd was shouting, you know, hell, we need help, blah, blah, blah. Y'all have to realize he's performing. He's up on stage. He has shit in his ears. The music is loud. The band is up there. The speakers are there. He just hears yelling, if he hears that. I seriously doubt he could hear the exact words that the crowd was saying. You know what I mean? With all of that encompassed, it's like... I agree with the frustration that maybe he could have picked up on some distress signals from the stage. It's possible. Um, And if he did and didn't try to do something and stop the show or something, shame on him. If he didn't, I understand how he didn't. Now, for the people that were, you know, the companies that were working that had people running up to them and climbing the camera towers asking them to do something, what was up with y'all? Okay, seriously, y'all, what, okay, I know it's loud, but y'all had people, I've watching videos of them tugging on their shirts and in their faces. There's people, you know, hurt over there. They're right in front of you. You hear what she's saying to you. And none of y'all did anything. And then everybody wants to blame Travis and cancel him. Well, Travis is the face. Which I get. But you've got to be realistic. You can't just go from that and then cancel him. You can, me personally. I'm not just going to take that and then totally cancel him. I need details. I want to know what's going on here. And there are companies in charge of every little thing, like how many people can be in this venue and how many people can't. And then there's also security to make sure that y'all stay within the guidelines of safety for these people. There are multiple companies that go into this. So to just look at the artist on stage, honestly, his job is really just to show up and perform. That's all he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. He has people to set up his gear, take it down, tell him what he's wearing, you know, everything. The speaker crew, everything. He has people doing everything else. He's just the artist. <laughs> he shows up, performs, does whatever VIP stuff, and leaves. But he, because he's the face of it, though, he's not just the artist. It was his, it was his festival. Mm-hmm. Right, so, but the best he can do is apologize afterwards. It's not his, He is not in charge of how many people are in this venue, how packed they are. 
you know, but none that's of a, that. But the fact that it is his, it is his festival. He is actually. He should. From my understanding, if you run, if this is your, fe- like, yes, you have a team of people that are doing this, but, like, if this is a festival that you're putting on, you are the face of it, when it comes down to it, like, you are in charge of knowing, like, how many people are supposed to be at the venue. You're in charge of making sure that your crew can manage that. Not, I'm not saying that. That part, totally. I agree with that. You are in charge of making sure you have competent people to do their jobs. But when I watch behind-the-scenes stuff, the artist is not standing there like, well, how, you know, they might ask real quick about how many people are here. Are we sold out? But they're not like, there are exactly such and such people in here and the fire marshal and blah, blah, blah. Like, they're not doing all that. They're just like, hey, we got about some, some thousand people out there, you know, and it's real quick and they're ready to go because they've hired people that are supposed to be competent and professional to do that for them so they can focus on the art and the entertainment and the entertainment part they're not doing that that's what those companies and security are is for that is exactly what they're hired to do so that the artist doesn't have to do that so if he is doing that something's wrong because he's not supposed to be so i also did not have not read up on anything and honestly I did not really I mean I did do some research into it once like soon soon after it happened but some I do and this has been a while it's like the end of last year but I remember hearing accounts of him Travis Scott and this was like accusations from like people that were were going I think it was like TikTok videos maybe and again that's not a liable source at all mm-hmm. it's people but that were like at the show but, but, but I watched people, a bunch of those it was too. people talking about what happened oh yeah and their experience and their perception of it was that they were in the crowd and there were security guards attempting to stop things and uh-huh. he actually yelled to the crowd like f you man like he was talking about the per- the perception of the what the videos of what the people saying I, again I don't know they were saying that he was like actively telling the crowd to not listen to the security oh snap okay well if that was going down then yeah that's all types of messed up because that's what security is there for you don't need to be worried about that their job is to keep the crowd safe you mm-hmm. stay up there and perform yeah that's your job so if he was doing that. That yeah, that's but all again, types, he, that's messed up. I was just looking up some, just like skimming, yeah, research a little bit, and he claims that he he did not like he claims that he this is oh, so it's like knowing said, about actual world inter, in, injuries. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's a he said okay. So that's kind of but like again, you have to look at the concert goers who were affected right. personally, who were probably likely almost trampled and it's or horrible. like seen. Or, Cause that's how watching those was so hard. They were trampled. Yeah, Yeah. I said trampled. No, I know. Like saying like they. Yeah. Yeah, trampled like to death. Yeah. Yeah. So it was horrible. Kids, like a nine-year-old, right? Like terrible. I don't know. I heard thirteen. I think was the youngest one I heard, and that was just like, oh Jesus. Even still, that's terrible. It's to anyone. It's horrible. Well, and I do think a lot of that comes from you know like. We've been, we were cooped up in the house for so long and people like literally don't know how to act. We are parched for these live performances. Parched. But. But like that's why security is so important. So whatever happened, whether the security, I heard, I was just reading some accounts of somebody like claiming that security was like drugged. So like by, like by concert goers or something. I don't know. Oh, that's right. I did see that was a needle. There was someone in the crowd with a needle and it was being investigated. They were going through like just stabbing people and they think those are the people that passed out. 
and yeah. ended up trampled. I'm not sure. Ugh. And again, like there's also stuff that Terrible. this is another thing why I like I get frustrated talking about certain things because there are there is so much information out there. Right. It's impossible to know all of it, and, and then also, also confirm all of it. Right. That's what I was gonna say. It's um it's almost impossible to like fact check it before there's 20 more things that just right. came out. Which and then, I, like, what are you supposed to do? Right. Which I think is where the conversation of separating the art from the artist comes in. That's going to be a good one. That's going to be fun. We're introducing the series mm-hmm. of cancel culture. We talked a lot about people specifically in this episode, but there are so many other things that we're going to kind of dive into. Yeah. I think we have touched a lot on the toxicity debate. We really have touched a lot on yeah. A bunch of this already, so oh, it's gonna be fun. We'll get in. We'll get into a bunch of it. We will. All the good things. Woo! That was very hard to swallow. How you doing, Adra? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I liked the conversation. It was fun. I am always anxious. So how I'll be perceived by the internet? I already have that anxiety because I'm on social media. To me, conversing on this podcast is like another form of social media. It's a bit more pick-me. It's a bit more like, you're coming to my show. So if you listen and you hate it, like, that's fine. But this is a house. Fuck you. Like, you know, it's your like, choice to listen, so right, right. if you're going like, to hate you, on it, then You can turn this problem. off. Yeah. Also, but also, duckies, if so you... Hate all you want, it's rolling all. Also, if you hate on it, you're still contributing to my success. Your commentary, your comment <laughs> so on my you, TikTok or on my, and you um, never you know, know. We want to like, know different points of view. Like, we do, yeah. like yeah, hit us I've with a ch- personally I email. Yeah, we'll let you know. Like, make I it respectful. I want to know all and, the perspectives. And you know, but if you come disrespectful, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're out of here. Prepare. I think <laughs> at this day and age, with the type of environment we have, it's inevitable to be perceived in a way that you don't want to be yeah like somebody's ev- always gonna have something to say somebody's always gonna have something to say so you might as well give them something to talk about yeah i love that. they're gonna judge you either way you might as well try and be happy about it yeah happy not happy about that they're I judging they told you but happy about <laughs> what you're doing if you're miserable and being judged about it what is the what, point truly yes so, why do that to yourself go Go find your pleasure and what brings you joy and what doesn't harm you or Or others. anyone else, yes. And <laughs> fall into that, lay into that. Mm-hmm. What's the point of being yet another negative source? And if Even if it's purely for yourself alone. Yeah, you be know, selfish. That's enough. I love that. But don't be negative and selfish. Be selfish and positive. And if you don't know what your thing is, keep listening because we'll probably cover it. Jesus. God. All right. so much fun. Let's cleanse our and palates, ladies, please. That was so hard to swallow. Yes. I need to cleanse. The palate cleanser will be rotated. And for this episode, I have the palate cleanser. This section will be a lighthearted closing for the listeners and ourselves after this awkward uncomfy or odd conversation we just had 
So the intention with and the vibes for this section is just some giggles. We're just out here trying to lighten the mood after bringing it down. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know if you could tell from this episode alone, I tend to trip over my own tongue just for shits and giggles, apparently. I like to entertain. And this particular time I was out about, and I went to order some drinks, and I nearly said cock to my waiter. So I tripped over my verbiage for alcohol and almost told my waiter that I wanted his cock. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. I heard the actual, like, rather rather than asking for his opinion on cocktails, I got anxious and was not yet inebriated. So I tripped over myself and essentially almost verbally assaulted this thing. It was awful for me, but entertaining for the table. So I hope that my discomfort has, at the very least, pleasured your ears. We'll give you a nice little whatever for the next time you're at a restaurant ordering cocktails. You can be like, guess what this bitch did? And I can be the friend that nobody knows. Yeah, good luck ever hearing the word cocktail and not hearing his cock. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) All right. So, wrapping it up, you guys, finally, this has been the first ever episode of Personally I Podcast. Woo! Yeah! We did it! I hope you enjoyed our pilot. And if you didn't, oh well. Don't come back. <laughs> it's already here. Or do. It only gets do better from back. here, so come back and hear the progress. You know what? Or come back and be like, it's still shit. <laughs> <laughs> but just make sure you come back. Right. You can give play us. and just keep us on mute just so we can Yeah, just give us like the views. Hey. Get like, make the algorithm love us as much as you hate us. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, that wraps up today's episode of Personally Our Podcast. Now streaming everywhere. If you'd like to keep up with what we're doing, check out our socials at PersonallyIPod on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. And check out our website at PersonallyIPodcast.com where you can get in contact with us, stream future episodes, and learn more about us. See you next time!